Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. We mock ourselves. It's like as soon as the Steelers season is over and then real life creeps back in, you know, like veterinary bills and auto mechanic. Oh, man, my auto mechanic is glad the NFL season's over. He's welcoming auto repair season. Uh, within uh, 24 hours of the season ending, the roof in my bedroom started leaking. Uh, I tried not to see that as a metaphor. Ah, superintendent season is here. Ah, <laughs> uh, life, life mm-hmm. as we know it has returned, mm-hmm. and Steeler season is over. This is what Jin's talking about. The conversation about. The Steelers' conversation. And the conversation goes on. Mm. It this, has no offseason. It has no choice. <laughs> <laughs> no one can just sit. There's no mourning period for... Uh, for Bad takes. Yeah, for bad takes. Mm. Rust knows no sleep, as, <laughs> as uh, they say. And blame knows mm. no sleep. Like, blame mm. like rust. Rust. <laughs> Let's get to the rust. I mean, let's get to the tweets. (laughs) Let's start with, okay, so there's, you know, question, you know, it's like there's questions. How did we, how did this happen? How did this happen? Who is there to blame? That's, you know, like that's, who is there to blame for this? Mm -hmm. Let's start with, at the Pony Express, Andrew Mm -hmm. Filipponi. This horse crap call cost the Steelers a playoff berth. And it was the video of a Jets horse collar on Miami. Uh, is that, I don't know, I don't know. In, in the moment when it happened, I was like, this is costing us everything. But I don't know, are we going to look back on what happened in another game? To that, that, that There's reason for the, the, the Steelers not making the postseason? I mean, again, it's it's the point is obviously never to let it come down to something like this. I mean, I watched that play with you, and I remember thinking, like, I don't know the horse caller rule. I can't tell you if this is a bad call or not. I thought it was you literally couldn't horse caller the guy, grab him from behind and pull him down. That's sure you got your hand over his name. I mean, I don't know what the role is, if not that. I mean, it's it's again, the point is not to, you know, let your entire season come down to whether or not the Jets linebacker can make an effective tackle. Yeah, you know, we're talking the physics of, you know, he's coming from the side and then, the, you know. <laughs> oh, and his player. left hand was the right. He had the right yeah. hand on the name and the left on the gut. Left, yeah, it wasn't a horse collar when the left hand got, but, you know, player Y traveling at eight knots per hour. By the time the right hand got there, it Joe was, Flacco was 45 years old. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Flacco went from, yeah, if, in a 6 9 game. It was, was it 11, 11 to 6? Well, that's like because of that last play to safety, which, it, you know, yeah. But it, um, Well, let's mm-hmm. not blame others for mm-hmm. our shortcomings, right? Mm-hmm. At Andrew WMBF, Andrew Dockery, mm-hmm. the Steelers ruined their playoff chances. Just thankful for a nine and eight start after or nine and eight season after a terrible start. Good rebuild year. Uh, sure, okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm on board with. I don't know what WMBF is, but I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's a, an AM radio station. Or I mean, something? I would hope. I, I, I trying to think of an acronym for that is pretty terrifying. All but, right, so that's a positive spin. But how, mm-hmm. let's go for a negative spin. Mm-hmm. At Checkmate 804, Craig. The losses to third stringers in Baltimore, Zach Wilson, and the Pats cost them this year. Are we going to look back and say, ah, oh, you know? These has another another has been quarterback has uh, has ruined Steeler season. I mean, yes and no. Uh, those last two, we we kind of felt, you know, we didn't want to say the word ruined the season then, but there was a lot of talk of that happening at the time. It's hard to compare this team to the one that didn't have TJ, but um, also so much of this is, you know, as they say, it's not who just who you play, it's when you play them. When they played Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson wasn't the same Zach Wilson he is today. This, you know, a new uh, symbol of the word. Quarterback 
quarterback bust. At the time, he looked like the next guy. And it wasn't just because of what the Steelers did. I mean, it's, you know, of him beating uh, the Steelers in that game. They were, what, Seven and three, eight and three to Jets. Seven and five, I think, was okay. before they started losing. I think. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. But okay, so they had a good record. But it's you know, I mean, Zach Wilson wasn't the guy pouting and wearing T-shirts on the sideline uh, yeah. uh, at the time. No, he was Milf Manor back then, and now he's uh, <laughs> now he's sweeping Milf Manor. I don't know. Uh, I'm glad you got that reference in. I'm glad we touched on it. It's going to be a long off season. <laughs> well, but you know, let's how you know how far back in your hindsight? They say hindsight's twenty twenty. Some people's hindsight is two hundred twenty. <laughs> let's go back to the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. If Mike Tomlin sits T.J. Watt and Najee Harris against the Lions in the preseason finale, the Steelers are in the playoffs. Both star players suffered injuries in that meaningless exhibition. You know, forget about the horse collar. Forget about the three picks against uh, Baltimore. It was the preseason finale against the Lions. Remember the onside kick from the Lions? Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember that was the first time we introduced grit as a recurring uh, <laughs> line on this show. It, uh, I mean, it, it's hard for me to say sitting T.J. Watt against the Lions would have been an issue because you have to explain to me how somehow sitting him in that game ruins him to the point, you know, hurts him to the point where he plays an incredible game against the Bengals two weeks later, and then that somehow leads to the actual injury that hurt him there at the end of regulation. Uh, is that when Najee got the injury with the plate in his foot? Because I thought they were so cagey about when and how that actually happened. I don't think that did happen in the Lions game whenever that occurred. I thought it happened in before practice that, or right? something. Did yeah, that's that? what I thought. Because remember how weird it was at the time. Najee's hurt. No, he isn't. Well, he said he was hurt, but he's really not. There's a plate in his foot, but he's okay. <laughs> like, it was so much misinformation all at once. So I... I mean, I'm, I'm all for not playing your star players all that much in the last preseason game. It's a little different with Najee because, you know, he was a second-year guy and he's expected to take a big leap in the offense this year. But, um, but yeah, I'm always willing to be conservative at that point. But I, I can't blame this season on what happened against the Lions. You're exactly right. Okay, well, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it would have made some good revisionist history. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's evaluate Coach Tomlin. It's, you know, because it's 16 seasons, winning seasons, mm -hmm. but it's nope, no, there are no playoffs. Well, how do we how do we evaluate? Well, we know how Twitter will evaluate. <laughs> At Chris Muller, PGH, Chris Muller, did the Steelers have a good season? Poll. 55% yes, 45% no. Ah, hmm. uh, that's I mean that's that's you know that's that's pretty good I guess. That's I, way more positive than I would have thought. I mean, I I just thought about that myself just on this thing right before the season started you asked me what would you want to see this year and I said progress. And progress. that's what I did. I Not, saw progress. Yeah. Even though we were a playoff team last season. Right. It was it was progress, you know, uh what what would we have expected in the play? You know, we're going up against the Bills again. You know, hell, anything, anything can happen. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. But you know, putting a run together this season seems uh, as unlikely as well, finishing that, seven and two. I right, guess. exactly. <laughs> no, that I agree with you hundred percent. Not just the thing. Compare the team, this the team, the Steelers team right now to that team that went into Kansas City last year. I mean, it's better at almost every position. I mean, the quarterback thing is kind of not applicable, and you know, there's certainly so. And I think wide receiver might have been a wash, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they were better, just uh, just a better all-around team. It just didn't break their way in terms of uh, all the breaks. Right, it came down to, uh, you know, we were uh, a play away. We were like almost like some kind of grudge away from a tie uh, last year from missing the playoffs. But in this season, we came down to maybe a horse-collar tackle. Right, exactly. And then hopefully as this team builds, they, they can control their own fate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At... Colin Dunlap, Colin Dunlap, spin it whatever way you like and talk about any unforeseen variables you like. Okay, but missing the playoffs is missing the playoffs. And there's zero way, in my opinion, missing the playoffs will ever be a successful season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe I'm just old, though. Um, so, sure, not... You know, you know, not six, like no playoffs. That's a bummer. But you, I mean, if you want, if you, hey, you want to spin, I'll spin. Mm -hmm. The most successful season without making the playoffs, maybe. 
is the one where you find your franchise quarterback, where you find a number one receiver, where you put together, where, where you literally build an offensive line and out of spare parts and prove that you could do that or have the staff within which to do it. I do think it's interesting, Colin, saying maybe I'm just old, though. Colin is older than me, but he's not that old, so he wasn't around for much of the <laughs> 80s either. Like this I think old, I'm older than him. I think he, you uh, are, yeah. too. It, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's absolutely it could be a successful season for the Pittsburgh Steelers because and the way you know it is because well imagine remember what all these people said after the Kansas City game last year they didn't say it was a successful season then either so <laughs> yeah. after the playoffs so they'd be saying the same thing after I mean I kind of thought the Steelers lost to the Bills in the playoffs would have looked a lot like the Patriots lost this past year I mean this past week they put up some points they ultimately not a good enough team but it um but yeah I I, I and also I think so much of this year but oh well you can't say it's a successful season is because that's now an argument that can be had because they went seven and two if this team had ended six and eleven that's uh, uh these people are all probably singing you know they're saying i don't know they'd be so vehement about no 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 it wasn't a successful season they'd be spinning you the other way you'd be wondering is kenny the guy mm-hmm. you'd be wondering you know uh Mm-hmm. what else is yeah do we pay this defense too much you right think, exactly. giving up all this running uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. um okay what uh what about me, 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 me. i don't know it's just like repeating some of the same stuff how about mm-hmm. at penny and chewy hmm. penny and chewy and now introducing luna okay <laughs> Super Bowls used to be the standard. Now it's not even getting a playoff win. Pathetic. Uh, same old argument you hear. And I get it because for the for a younger generation, mm-hmm. this time span here, so what, it's been six years without a playoff win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I guess, um, and I guess what three wins in 15, 12. 12 years. 12, you know? yeah. mm-hmm. So you'd say this is the darkest era for a younger Steeler fan, but it's not the darkest era even in the Super Bowl era because from 80 to 94 up until the Super Bowl 30 season that whole Mm -hmm. era from 80 to 94 there were uh three playoff wins one in 84 one in 89 and uh none under Tomlin until uh no Cower won um, I mean Cower until yeah he beat the Browns and then yeah, and then they so lose. So that was to, the third. They, and then they lost to the Chargers. Yeah, and they lost to the Chargers. Or it's either the Browns or the Bills, and then they lost to the so Chargers. So that's three, next year. That's yeah. three playoff wins in 15 seasons. 80 to right. 94 mm-hmm. is 15 seasons. So that's an even uh, you know, dark, more darker age than now, you would say. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also think so much of. You know, as we've talked about on this podcast before, so much of what the t- the time to really reflect on what happened this season isn't necessarily within like 96 hours of the season ending. The time <laughs> to see whether or not this was a successful season is who's right about these arguments in the future. Was Kenny the guy who can lead them to uh, playoff wins? Was Pickens a part of that? Does this offensive line stay strong? Is Najee a lead back? Is the defense hold? I mean, that's, you know, if next season, isn't any better than this then yeah then the negativity was well founded but if it was an improvement if this was the re if this was the one true rebuilding year then it was a raging success and i don't even know if this i last year i think you know was almost uh you know as much of a rebuilding we had yes. you know Najee was a rookie we had uh pat firemuth was a rookie um Kendra Green, Dan mm-hmm. Moore, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if anything, if this was rebuilding 1A, then that's got to be 1AB or something. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, this is, this is, it's, it's, this, it's all a success provided this is the end of the rebuild. Like, if this, if this really was it and it took two seasons to rebuild and reload, then yeah, then it's, uh, then it was a raging success. But that still remains to be seen. It's almost like you can't make a snap judgment within a week of uh, season ending. That's a joke to That's me. True. That's true. That's true. You know, even Tomlin was like, man, I thought I'd be, uh, you know, game planning for the playoffs. Right. Which means that, yeah, he was disappointed in Flacco, too. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Joe said it would. Um, okay, this is a little interesting factoid for Tomlin. Mm-hmm. At Scarpizio, Scarps, mm-hmm. active head coaches with a minimum of 10 seasons. Records against teams that finished the year with a winning record. So, you mm-hmm. know, oh, Tomlin, you know, it's, it's like, oh, Tomlin plays down to his opponents or doesn't play up to his opponents or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So these are teams with a winning record. 
Tomlin is number one with wow. actually with a he's fifty four and fifty five. So number one is below five hundred, which is kind of interesting. Okay, uh, with teams with winning, winning records, and that's followed mm-hmm. by Belichick, Reed, McCarthy, Pete Carroll. And uh, John Harbaugh. Well, that's fascinating. And I'm so glad this Scarpizio person did it as against teams that finished the year with a winning record and not just when you played a team at uh, what record they had. That's that's an astonishing stat. I mean, that that is genuinely impressive. Does it matter the, when you like, you know, if mm-hmm. it's a we played the you know, we played the Jets when they were at a stronger point than in the end. You know, if we played the mm. Jets in Week 15, maybe it's a different outcome than when we played them in Week Five. Oh or yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure uh, uh, the Ravens can say that too, and all that. But it's but it's all different for everybody. I mean, it's it's you know, I I, I would have yeah, I would have liked to have seen some of those teams at a different point in the season than when they saw them. But yes, it uh, uh, you know, it um, I'm sure there's other teams that said, man, I wish we played the Steelers at the beginning and not at the end. Yeah, I wish we had a winning the record. Raiders- against yeah. yeah some of these teams yeah mm-hmm. and uh um let uh, well let's keep this weird stat line going mm-hmm. from at d lolly underscore pgh dale lolly mm-hmm. steelers have more wins against playoff teams this season three than three of the other teams in the playoffs the dolphins the ravens and the chargers you know so the ravens and dolphins went two and five to end the season chargers were one and five um steelers beat three of these teams in the playoffs uh, he's saying schedules matter. Is it, you know, is, is some people were like, it should be us instead of the Dolphins. Um, can you, I mean, can you play that coulda, shoulda? No, I mean, the Dolphins banked enough of their own wins and they won their game against the Steelers. I mean, it's, that's, yeah. you know, that, that in and of itself. I mean, it's the Chargers thing is fascinating because, you know, we hear a lot about how this is the next great team and Herbert's the guy and they're Derwin James and all these stars. And it's, and it's easy to say like, well, their one and five was different than the Steelers uh, 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 three and five, but, but no, no, it isn't. I mean, I know they had to play the Chiefs and all that, but um, but I mean, but again, they're also meant to be the big dog too, and it uh, uh, you don't see that yet with the Chargers. If it, by the way, you were talking about a team that uh, uh, underachieving that you think uh, 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 might never get to where they're supposed to go. That Chargers team, if they don't do something <laughs> soon, I mean, that's you want to talk about wasting that kid's career, or if he's the guy, it uh, wow. A lot, there's a few teams. I mean, Chargers. Um, you could say the Denver's defense. Denver put a good, put together that great defense, and that's kind of mm-hmm. you could say the Ravens. Ravens might not have this opportunity with this uh, running game and MVP quarterback. Oh, and if the Bengals don't win soon. I mean, it, then it absolutely becomes, are they still the Bengals? Is this, you know, just some kind of thing that permeates it? Uh, you know, I mean, I know we're held, we see them, you know, they're seen as this great high standard because they've won the last two divisions, uh, last two AFC Norths. But man, if Burrow doesn't lead them to a championship soon, you really have to start wondering about that team. Well, they're going to have to pay, you know, all of a sudden mm-hmm. these contracts, you got to start paying and then mm-hmm. it's hard to build a team around that. And uh, that's why no one has 16 winning seasons in a row. In a row. Ding, ding. That gets mm-hmm. a... Uh... Mm-hmm. All right. Let before we go to the halftime, let's go mm-hmm. through some quickly. Let's go through some of the year's accomplishments. Uh, oh, okay. A quick little wrap. Some of the mm-hmm. uh, some of the high points or and some low points of mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. Let's start with at ppp underscore Christian Christian McLaughlin. Uh, now this is a satire account, but he's like the Kenny Pickett to George Pickens connection produced a league high one thirty nine point seven passer rating, a minimum of fifty targets, the highest rating between a QB rookie and wide receiver duo in NFL history. So this is a satire account, but Jeffrey mm-hmm. Benedict from Behind the Steel Curtain actually dug up the stats and he says that it is the best QB rookie duo, wideout duo since at least ninety two, mm-hmm. uh, better than. Lamar and Mark Andrews in Baltimore, Burrow and Higgins in Cincinnati, and Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton at the Colts. See that? Yeah, that, it's, it's the second one that surprises me, Burrow and Higgins. But, uh, I, I mean, it's it's I'm not surprised to hear this, of course. I, I guess what does surprise me is that this would be a satire account because I'm not sure what the joke is necessarily is or just like like like, uh, I, like i guess just a hot take artist on uh, making up stat like the idea is yeah. like his stats on football okay it, um but yeah i mean it's it's i'm not at all surprised to see it's that high just because again how many good quarterback uh uh, uh you know rookie quarterback and rookie ride receiver duos have there ever been i mean it doesn't yeah. surprise me at all like yeah not well not a ton i mean you know this mm-hmm. is the there's the short list right there you know mm-hmm. um right if you you draft a you draft your quarterback in the first round um and you then if you, if you drafted a wide receiver like in the second your offense was really struggling right exactly you're t- yeah there were some issues with your team at, um, and i guess that's uh that explains the steelers in 2021 i mm-hmm. guess so okay um how about mm-hmm. 
at Chris Dokish, Chris Dokish, in games in which Pickett played the majority of the game, his record was seven and four, including five and zero oh in his last five. Project that over an entire season, and it's eleven and six. Combine that with three high draft picks, and the Steelers could be major contenders this year. So, uh, I mean. Can we project? No, can we, no, we can't expect eleven and six. No, next you know you can actually yeah. expect eleven and six. You just can't project seven and four over a season. That that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, the idea that this team should compete for the playoffs next year, barring major injuries, is true. The, the the standard absolutely should be get into the playoffs next year, barring some kind of crazy injuries. That's absolutely the case. You know, but hey, don't forget, as at C. Adamansky Trib reminds us, Chris Adamansky, of the six passing plays that netted the most yards this season, five were thrown from Mitch. Mm -hmm. So, Kenny, you know, I guess there's still that one aspect that uh, we haven't necessarily seen from Kenny yet, and it's Absolutely. The, the downfield pass. I mean, the, the, hey, the touchdown was 31 yards. That wasn't too bad. Absolutely. But. I mean, I, I, I was thinking five of them were thrown by Mitch, and three of them were to Roquan Smith of the Ravens. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, no, I mean, that's that's and really, that's the one thing that I could actually grit my teeth and be okay with them drafting a receiver with one of those three picks, early picks, is just for that for this exact stat that you put out there about having one more deep threat to go downfield. I mean, you meant. I mean, again, just I had to do a mental take a couple tweets ago when you said Burrow and Higgins, and I had to go, oh right, because it wasn't Burrow and Chase. It's Burrow's year, rookie year. year. Yeah, it was Higgins was like the fourth overall pick, and then Chase was like the eighth or something. So that's the only thing. That could that could actually be okay with them drafting receivers. One of those t first three picks is because they would need that because you know we live in the NFL that's essentially the arena league a lot, and you need one more big explosive player receiver. But um, although but, yeah, Cody White is back on the practice squad. Hey, so, is this old know, man still with the team? Or I, I forget how I think so. Right, good, good for them. So, and he earned it. I don't mean to imply Cody White didn't. He's not an apathetic guy. He's the goat, as <laughs> Chase Claypool. Uh, <laughs> and I get why Chase Claypool now might say he's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get to Chase's stats a little bit. Um, okay. At Alex Kazora, Alex Kazora, Cam Hayward is the first Steelers defensive lineman in franchise history with three seasons of ten plus sacks. Wow. Twelve and seventeen, ten and twenty-one, ten and a half in twenty-two. He's getting better in his thirties. Joe Green didn't do it. Elsie Greenwood didn't do it. No one else except for Cam Hayward. Uh, you know, he, I don't know. I might need to uh, call up Balco and see what he's he's <laughs> getting better in his late thirties and. Uh, uh, it's not stopping the gray in his beard. That freaks me <laughs> out during all those interviews and podcasts. It, uh, and it's, would we have been able to say this stat if they'd taken, you know, if he hadn't gotten one extra sack after having that one taken away on Sunday against the Browns? It, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, I, you know, we only have the rest of our lives seemingly to discuss this, who the Steelers should take in those first few picks. But I mean, it's, Cam's been great. Ogan Joby's been great. But all those guys are in their 30s. I wouldn't mind a D lineman just to compliment them. I mean, it's, you know, because these guys are tremendous, but how long are they going to be able to keep doing this? I mean, it, even though Cam's a, a monster in every good sense of the word. Yeah, but, you uh, keep you keep saying, well, when does Cam transition to that Bettis role? But he, he's putting up his best 2021, right. 2022, his best seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, let's keep that. Uh, you know, Alex keeps going with uh, mm -hmm. Steelers' top five sack leaders, franchise history. Number one, James Harrison, 80 and a half. Number two, Cam Hayward, wow. 78.5. Elsie Greenwood. Joe Green, TJ Watt. So Hayward is higher than Watt on the all-time sack. I didn't even realize that was the case, I guess, at the time. So next season, they're both going to be going back and forth, Worth. maybe, for the franchise record. It could be one of those things where, like, you're at a game, and they had, like Larry Richard has to announce that, like, twice as it changes throughout <laughs> them playing the Browns or something. It, um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, every part of this is impressive. I mean, TJ, with the fewer amount of years he's played, Cam with the overall career, and again, so much of Cam's responsibilities, particularly early on, weren't go get the quarterback. It was not that that's the only thing they have in there for now. He does so much. But yeah, that's very true. Um. Okay, uh, quickly moving on. Oh, because we got to talk about the Steelers MVP mm -hmm. at Missy Matthews. Missy Matthews. The Steelers had 20 interceptions in 2022, most in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick accounted for six of them, which is tied with Sauce Gardner, Justin Simmons, and Tariq Woolen for a league high. Minka is the first Steeler to lead the NFL in interceptions since Mel Blunt, 1975. Um, team MVP, uh, players, all pro mm -hmm. voted. Um 
you know, it's like, is he is he on that same level as Troy right now? He's definitely on that hot rod level, it seems. He's certainly on that. And, I, I, you know, it just hit me sitting here talking. Boy, you want to talk about things that happened in August that might have kept the Steelers out of the playoffs. Whatever Kazi got busted for. Oh, because yeah. he had what he ended up with four picks anyway. And the, when he's out there, I'm not saying he's Fitzpatrick, but boy, is he a great piece and compliment and helps things. If he's out there in the Jets game or the Pats game and he gets an extra pick that or even the Dolphins game, he's there to actually keep his hands on one. Then because I mean, that's the amazing thing about this, right? So imagine someone tells you after the Dolphins game, the Steelers lead the league in interceptions <laughs> after they drop what four in or, that game. They catch any of those. They're probably going to the playoffs. Like, yeah. Or the or the or the even the. Eagles game where right stuff was getting ripped out of Minka's you that know? happened in the Buffalo game and the Eagles yeah. game like, touchdowns getting ripped out of Minka's hand like what that never happened before and then he still went on to have you know his uh, his uh, league leading NFL mm-hmm. interception season I didn't realize like we don't have a lot of picksters I guess it really is. Um, it's been like William Gay was probably the last pick. Oh artist, yeah, really. I mean, remember what a joke it was through all the, the great years. And no matter how good Ike Taylor was, I mean, the dude's hands were an absolute stone. I mean, it really were. Um, all right, one down record, one one moment of uh, down, whatever I'm trying to say here. At <laughs> at the Steelers in that the Steelers in that Deontay Johnson had the second lowest passing rating when targeted of wideouts with 50 targets or more. 58.8. The only player that was lower was Chase Claypool, 57.5. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, again, we're talking about a passing pass passer rating two uh-huh. thing. It's a weird stat, but um, he didn't. He certainly didn't make the end zone. That was a weird NFL record, right? Um, and and by about the same distance as like you and I are sitting right now in the studio in yeah, the game against yeah. the Browns, which led to the Najee fumble at um yeah it's yeah. like oh yeah it's like Elway it's like Elway diving for the end zone that's right. that's what it feels like yes. watching him try to get there yeah mm-hmm. um so I guess it was a you could say it was a down year for Deontay yes it um and yeah it uh uh, 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 uh but I, I I do think. What is interesting, though, and I think it speaks a lot about how the team feels about him, is that, you know, whatever this rating is, and whether the team was aware of that or not, I'm sure they were aware of something equivalent to it and whatever other mistakes Deontay had, it didn't stop them from going to him, whether it was through game planning or through Kenny's decision making or Tomlin or what. I mean, I'm sure he led the Steelers in targets on Sunday. I haven't seen the official numbers, but I'm sure that's the case. Yeah. Well, who else are you going to throw to? Because, you know, there's Mm -hmm. really no one else out there. All right. We got we're going long. We're back to our long day. Um, let's uh, coming up in the second half. We haven't talked to Canada. You know, we're checking. I'm checking the breaking news right now I to make know, sure I that he's still looking. I was doing the same thing. <laughs> but so we got to talk Canada's fate, and it's now uh, football season is over and con season has begun. Uh-oh. Omar Khan oh. season. <laughs> con. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a second. It's the second half of the never-ending offseason, which starts now. <laughs> the big question, what is going to happen with Matt Canada? What's going to happen? He's not fired yet. Uh, let's Well, let's get to the tweets. Mm-hmm. Start with at KD Pomp, Bob Pompiani. Mike Tomlin on the status of offensive coordinator Matt Canada. I thought he got better as our team got better, but no indication about a decision one way or the other. So, you know, as point blank, Mike Tomlin was like, uh, I, he got better. But is that is that necessarily an endorsement? No, I think it's the right thing to say in the moment. I think I think it's also an objectively true statement. I agree with Tomlin. Say, I, I mean, I, you know, it was something I've learned, and I, 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 as in the time that you and I have been doing this podcast, that I, I, it really makes analysis a lot easier. Is that for as much as as intelligent as Tomlin is, and he will, you know, misdirect and obfuscate every now and then. For the most part, you're most informed if you take him at his word. Yeah. I believe that Tomlin hasn't fully made up his mind yet. I and I'm gl- and we have all this time. You can take a couple weeks to really sit down and figure out what you want to do. And uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. You don't have to decide by Thursday night uh, uh, whether or not Canada is your guy. You can sit there and sit and think about it and make that determination then. 
Um, and you know, he's, and he's probably getting input, you know, it's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. not that it's ultimately his decision, but you, I'm sure he's got to be, you know, I mean, I don't know. Who does he talk to? Is he talking to John Mitchell? Is he talking to Omar Khan? Is he talking to Art? I can't imagine Art saying, you know, mm-hmm. having much say about, well, X's and O's were a little weird right, this exactly. year. You no, know? He comes in with those stats about, look at these guys. You were 18 <laughs> things thing. Art's not reading the stats. It, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I I mean, I could see move for, moving on from him. I could certainly see moving on from Canada, and I guess that's personally where I lean. But I can be talked into, you know, it's the last year of his contract. Kenny did show real growth. The offense got better. I mean, it's it's but uh, but yeah, and it's what I can't be talked into is uh, uh, you know someone else got fired as a head coach because we should sign him today to be ROC. <laughs> uh, that well, I can't be talked into. Well, we've got I think at least two of those coming up <laughs> and um, more to come. I'm sure. Sure. Um, what 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 do the players say? Because you know the writing, right? Who? What did they say? The writing was on the wall. The players know he's gone. The you know everyone knows he's gone. Well, mm-hmm. at B. Pryor, Brooke Pryor, Najee Harris on Canada's future. We all believe in Canada. Everyone's saying he called the same place, but everyone calls the same place. You can look at everybody everywhere. Everybody calls the same place. Is, which is the uh, I think was the Golden Globe winner uh, for best right everyone call everyone everywhere calls the same place everyone everywhere calls the same place <laughs> it, uh, I think Michelle Yeoh was excellent in that yeah it, um, but no I mean I I, I did read the Kvasovich call where he's like it hurt to hear Najee say that even though he's privately said to me the exact opposite really but, uh, yeah, he, say, he he called him out like that he did it was one of the call and the call him after the game but uh, I mean again this to me this reads the same as Tomlin's statement I mean it's you know about uh, it got better as the team got better it uh, everyone calls it yeah sure he, he calls the same place well everyone calls the same place i mean you can look at everybody everywhere everybody calls the same place george costanza could have said this line <laughs> like it's you know it, 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 i mean i'm not i mean again i i i can see the argument for bringing canada back i guess at this point i'll be surprised if it happens but i can't help but shake the feeling that's because i'm so hyper informed about this and hearing so many opinions of so many people that want him gone so badly could Najee have said that in october could October, he had been like, I don't know what the heck Canada's doing. You know, we want him out of here. And now in January, after you've been in the trenches with, you know, each other and you've, and you've, you know, come out the other side. Well, I mean, uh, uh, maybe. I mean, I'm thinking, geez, not you was in the trenches with him last year, too. But, um, I mean, obviously not in the same position on leadership, not with Ben there, not with, um, you know, but, uh, or even Claypool. But, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's entirely, I mean, I, it, it's a lot less impossible he comes back to me than it is a month ago. Like a month ago, I'm sure I said it was like, oh, he's gone, probably. But, uh, but now after the month we've seen, I, it, it's not as impossible to me. I guess I'll still be surprised if it happens. But, uh, but you can make it, a case can be made for it that wasn't possible at, say, my birthday on November 18th. Okay. We can't yeah. speculate mm-hmm. and recollate. You know, he, yeah, he was on the, he, the hot seat in, uh, in October, <laughs> but not so in uh, January, um, you know, it's like it's like we 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 talk about the Rooney way of you know how we honor and respect everyone from the head head to the toe of the whole organization, uh, but the offensive coordinator has to go at the you know with the first sign of trouble, and I think that's the point of at Trey Day seventy nine Trey Essex unpopular scenario. I don't think Canada's going anywhere. Coach T wants continuity on the offensive side of the ball for Pickett and he saw enough improvement in the second half to give it another go. Do I agree? No, but I understand the logic. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the guy you've ridden with for the last two seasons when, uh, you know, uh, when we've been at our worst, why are we giving up now? When we, when things may have may have turned the corner. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, just so long as it's not, uh, and I realize now we can use this as an expression, so long as it's not another Akello Witherspoon. At uh, having a great December, at, uh, that leads you into a uh, rough next year. But um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, it is a gamble either way. I mean, it's it's. I I think. I I, I mean, it's. It, 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 I guess this is a rare time that really think about it. That to try for continuity is a gamble in and of itself. Okay, on you know doing the honorable thing and uh, you know uh, you know rolling with the guy who brought you there uh, could yeah could ultimately backfire but mm-hmm. but uh endear you more with your locker room and your staff 
Oh, uh, yes and no. I mean, it's, 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 it, I, I, I mean, I don't know if Tom has necessarily endear himself to his staff. And it's, and if, the, and these rumors are true about the guys what Canada out of there, I'm not sure it would necessarily be endearing <laughs> then. But, um, but it's, but there is, but I mean, it, it, there was real growth. I mean, this team really did get better over, uh, not just, no, uh, not just December, but the, uh, the offense really did get better in the last two months. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not impossible at all that Canada does come back. At, uh, I'm sure there'll be some changes in, in terms of some. Thing. I mean, obviously, you can't stay the same year to year, but uh, but yeah, it's not as impossible as it would have seemed. Okay, well, well, mm-hmm. I, I well, when we get to the con stuff, I think you know, we'll, I think mm-hmm. the offense might be more. Uh, more the same as first personnel yeah. than maybe the defense. I, I think we'll, that's correct. We'll too. get to that. All right, let's uh, just mm-hmm. how about at trivia pgh pittsburgh sports trivia.com fire Matt Canada. 87.5% yes, 12.5% no, which mm-hmm. I find interesting because what well, the stat was 55-45 on successful season. Yes. But when it comes to Mad Canada stay or go, it, it overwhelmingly oh, right. exactly. Oh yes. 9, nine, nine to 1 in 10 people. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, who who are these people that re- are real happy with how the season went? But still want this guy to go. I think they're the first people that run out and bought the eight picket jerseys. I think that's the, <laughs> they, and they might have a fourteen pickings as well at this point. They're, they just t- took the name off their old Lima Swede. Um, and let's not just blame Canada for everything. Mm-hmm. At Steelers Mafia, Blake, why is Austin our defensive coordinator over Brian Flores right now? LMAO. Let's be serious. Uh, I mean. Shoot, there were times when we gave up some a lot on D, but look, the last what six in that, in that win stretch, how many were sixteen points or less? And oh that, yes, absolutely. And it was it was as good as it was as good a stretch of keeping opponents under seventeen points or whatever that they've had ever. I mean, including all the great defenses. I mean, it's I forget who pointed out the stat. It might have been Kazora about how you know for whatever other problems the Steelers may have had, they've been getting interceptions. There was that yeah. one year they dipped to like and and when I say dip, they went to like the middle of the league. Still never into anything less than that. And again, those have to be as much luck as, I mean, maybe not as much luck as a fumble, but in terms of, because I mean, who's to say the ball bounces to you? But I mean, that's a sign of clear preparation that you're in a position to make that play. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we're used to 50 sack seasons, but hey, mm-hmm. a 20 pick season, it's almost, that's almost better than, uh, you know, a sack that give, gives them another shot to convert still. Oh yeah. And how many times did we see that in the old days with LeBeau? Where like the fire zone, it's like you know third and twenty, and then they get like twenty two. I mean that would happen a l- more often than folks remember too. Mm-hmm. That's you right, go. Myron. All right, let's mm-hmm. talk. It's because it's now Omar Khan season. I need some kind of song or something for this. It's Khan. Even just have a yeah, yell the remote. Yeah, Con! yeah, we could do that. I got uh, not. I'll, you have to. We oh, I don't Shatner. have to. Okay, thank That's you. What I meant. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Uh, okay, well, thank. <laughs> okay, all right. It's Khan season. Okay, enough crickets. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, first things first, who's coming back at Farabaugh, FB, Nick Farabaugh? Both Terrell Edmonds and DeMonte Causey said they want to return to Pittsburgh next season. Um, and let's uh, let's stick in the secondary at J Round 32, Josh Roundtree. Cam Newton makes it clear he wants to stay. I'm sorry, Cam Newton. Cam Sutton makes it clear he wants to stay in Pittsburgh. This is home. Secondary seems to be. Uh, I guess I guess the the most uh, where the most turnover could be or could mm-hmm. not be. Uh, Edmonds, we got on the real cheap. If you can keep him, yeah. I would say yeah, that was mm-hmm. worth it. Demonte, because he, but yeah, when he played, he was worth. It. I don't know what I don't know what kind of money uh, that's going to be. Cam Sutton, they're saying, is going to be like $13 million a year. Yeah, I mean, it's if you can keep these guys and make it all work, sure. I mean, the idea is they should have plenty of money again because you're not paying all that many guys uh, like you used to but um so yeah so it's if you can keep those guys great they played well i mean and moreover they played well together at um and it's it's you know and again you know it, like like other things here you can't use the first half of the season against them like kazi wasn't there either at um i think between the two of us we've had about five different pronunciations of that man's <laughs> name just in this segment alone but um but yeah i mean it's it's you know you get all those guys and then you get you, 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 if you can sign all those guys somehow and have enough money to you know improve in other places and get another corner in the draft, it might be cooking something here. I don't know. I mean, it's I, I would like to have those guys back based on what we saw. Um, and uh, Millette is under con. You know, he's going to come mm-hmm. up on this list, but he's under contract. Mm-hmm. And forty two, James Pierre mm-hmm. is. Uh, he's like a, a exclusive free agent. I so can't that's, imagine he would cost a lot. That's going to be other. easy to bring yeah. back too. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Cam Sutton is the big is the big one. Th- you know, thirteen million. It's like we didn't pay 
uh, Mike Hilton ten million, right? right. So now right. it's a couple years later. Are we, you know, are we paying Cam Sutton thirteen? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I mean, get- but he also cut Sutton. You would expect to run with the other team's wide receivers. I mean, it's Hilton was had a different position. I mean, Sutton, you're looking at at least as the number two corner. But yeah, but I mean, it's you know, these are all the things. Con is this is his first real off season of him having all the keys, all, Manning the entire control panel. Um, at, uh, yeah, and well, and you know, this guy isn't even, this guy's under contract, but he he might be priority number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go back to J round 32, Josh Roundtree. Alex Highsmith says he started to think about a contract extension a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think? Says he he absolutely <laughs> loves it in Pittsburgh. 14 and a half sacks. Got it. Kind of put it on his mind. Um, <laughs> and I think I think the stat is like in the first three se- first three years of a career, uh, he's right up there with TJ as far as sacks in the first three seasons. Oh, I believe it just because he got forced in, yeah. unfortunately, in the lockdown season when Bud got hurt. It, um, you know, again, it shows that that pipeline that goes back almost 30 years at this point of just taking a dude out of position from a small school and making him into uh, uh, a pass rushing linebacker that continues generation after generation in Pittsburgh. It's just amazing. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 that very, he very well might be priority one. What a yeah, job I mean, he's done. You got to pay. You got to right. It's like I feel it's like the Lamar Woodley situation where it's just mm-hmm. like the numbers are there, even though you already paid TJ. You got to I think you got to find a way Um Right, uh, and also even better, he doesn't. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Lamar. He doesn't. You know, it's not Lamar. It's just the saddest case. He was wonderful, and then he hit that injury, and he was just never the same again. At uh, uh, Highsmith's also been healthy too. I mean, he's been available. He's been out there. You know, he's just done a tremendous available, job. which is the the cool compliment when you don't put up. That's the Terrell Edmonds. He was available. <laughs> the Dan Moore Jr. He was available. Uh, that's right. Uh, which is which is you know I guess that's better than uh, strength points on your if you're playing D and D out there availability. Um, okay, at David M. Todd, David Todd, ranked on the de- desire to have returned to the Steelers, taking cost into consideration. This is his ranking. Mm-hmm. Larry Ogunjobi, number mm-hmm. one, Cam Sutton, Terrell Edmonds, Robert Spillane, DeMonte Kazee, Arthur Millette is under contract. I don't know he's on this list. Okay. Uh, Devin Bush and Tyson Alalalu on their, is on the bottom of his list. Mm-hmm. Ogunjobi is, uh, you, you feel that D-line is got to be a priority, but yes. can they can they afford to pay? I mean, all these guys: Ogunjobi, Sutton, Edmonds, Spillane. Well, I, I take it under that they have more money than they did than they have, and a lot as much money as a lot of. I mean, I don't know the exact situation, and I refuse to look it up. But I've been told, I've heard that they have money to spend again, just like they did last year. So it, uh, so I mean, it's the only thing about Ogunjobi is the same thing we've talked about with Cam. I mean, the guy was great, but geez, the guy's also thirty something too. So it, you know, it. Um, but they don't yeah, give a lot of contracts to guys over 30 you right know? and it's and even then the Joby thing was always seen as hey uh you know uh to it just walked out the door you seem like you don't have a job why don't you come over it um so yeah so maybe it's you know like i said larry o's done a great job but maybe there's uh maybe there's another version of that guy because didn't he wasn't he going to sign a much bigger deal with the bears and then his physical went bad and that's the only reason the steelers could yeah, sign him yeah so there might be guys in that earlier range of free agency which you know we should probably look at more for this year in terms like who's around for that then also that keeps us from having to deal with the draft now for the well, next four I, months. Well I, I can think of one name JJ uh, Watt. <laughs> JJ or even Hargrave when that ends up is it then he might oh be yeah is he out there I, I, maybe I don't know it, I think uh, he just got paid like okay then through the through the through the I know he was for a while there but who knows it um things will be different in a month much less three months yeah um mm-hmm. when yeah when con season heats up <laughs> when he when he uh, unleashes hell in February mm-hmm. or March whenever um <laughs> At Chris Muller, PGH. Chris Muller, which position should be the Steelers' top draft priority? 56.4% offensive line, 21.1% cornerback, 17.8% D-line, then others, 4.7%. Uh, I'm surprised D-line, only one out of five and, and more than half are saying O-line. Yeah, it's it's. I, 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 I am surprised by that too. I mean, I, I just hope you come out of the first four picks with, you know, some version of those three or four things. But again, it's, uh, you know, I, I kind of imagine, and maybe just because I'm used to it, the con will do what Colbert would try to do, which is basically like, hey, we'll go into the draft that we could start the season tomorrow with these guys at these positions we were week four. And then... um. 
And then you can at least take a real shot at best player available across these positions or even something like a wide receiver or something like, uh, you know, it, um, yeah, so. It's, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't think, oh, I don't know. I guess it could, you know, it's like, if you want to go guard, if you said to left guard, I would say, okay, yeah, sure, I and also, too, remember, it's, I, 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 this is the other thing about a team that is in a, hopefully a latter stage of a rebuild. You don't have to draft a guy to immediately play. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I mean, you could have him be the swing guy, the backup as he learns through year. Da, 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 da. The old school Steeler way was never, you know, rookies oh, never played. Oh, rookie, yeah, you were, yeah, you weren't playing at all. And, and, and then two years ago, just hey, you're drafted, you're in. <laughs> at Brian Batco, Brian Batco, mm-hmm. Steelers officially have the 17th pick. Last time they picked 17th, they took. Jarvis Jones in 2013, right? It's like everyone's like, oh, we got 17 and 32 and 51. And and it's like, yeah, and you can, it doesn't mean anything, you know? You have to, yeah, you have to make sure to actually do the pick. I mean, it's, you have to not mess this up. I mean, this, and this is part of the reason why, you know, I've always felt that criticism of Tomlin was kind of valid in some ways is that how much was he instrumental in picking these guys too? I mean, it wasn't just that he's coaching them if you're bringing in this kind of talent that uh, I feel like Jones was, I don't want to say the beginning of the end, but like the kind of the beginning of the decline. Like you couldn't just keep feeding this team with top end talent. That's where it was like the first time we're like, wow, this guy's a bust. Like it, there was no real way around it. It, it wasn't like Ziggy Hood where you could be like, okay, this guy went on to play for a decade. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, you know, Joe Green, but he was a guy that had a career and he bounced around and he ended up with millions of dollars in the bank. Jones was the first one you looked at where it's like, wow, this did not work. Yeah, and it's kind of why we had to go right back into the well. Uh, when was Bud? Um, not lo- 2015 or oh, maybe goodness. the next year. I don't I remember. Don't and then. And then the, yeah, and then the, the, I mean, the other thing, again, you're looking at receivers and a team doesn't make the playoffs is, you know, it would have helped to have that second round and third round picks maybe that were uh, Devin Bush. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Like all these, this is mistakes in the draft compound and their effects are felt for many years. All right. Last thing on con at Kale Burger, Kale Burger. Steelers should hire Cliff Kingsbury as their next offensive coordinator. Here we are. He just got fired. Let's bring him in. Him and Frank Wright and who else? Are we, are we bringing in Jeff Saturday? Oh, I, th- and- I hope it because that guy because that worked out that Saturday thing that was what a colossal <laughs> disaster that is it, they should have made them drive the team back to Baltimore it uh, again if they fire if they fire Canada if they keep Canada if they fire Canada and bring in another guy just make it a long process make it like a primary for a, a presidential campaign find the guy don't rush campaign anything. ads yeah I would I wouldn't mind campaign ads in NFL you have to uh, get delegates yeah like it, yeah it it, it mm-hmm. All right. I think the band is uh, trying to get on the field. It's the offseason. Renegades are going away until next season. Okay. Oh, some odds and ends. Oh, including maybe we should have buried the lead. This could have been the lead. At juice up underscore three, Deontay Johnson ain't going to say too much, but stay tuned. Oh, man, everyone wigged out <laughs> over a tweet from a play. These, you know, oh, it's a cryptic tweet. Or what's he mean? Is he what's he saying? Is he uh, he's saying fire Canada? He's saying um, he's saying he's uh, he's he's not with this. He doesn't want to. He wants traded or he wants a new contract. So much speculation. And. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's yes, I, of it, course it is. It's like it's like it's a lot of it's and it's a lot of uh, I shouldn't. I mean, should I'm I'm old. I guess I shouldn't say old white men, but it's 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 people my age and older. It's like we don't understand how these people talk, and they're talking about players and athletes. It's like saying like speak English, boy. I don't know. It's like the criticism over. People complaining about you know players' tweets or what the cryptic mm. tweets, whatever they call. Um, they just read in so much into it. And- oh, absolutely. And this could mean anything. This could mean maybe he's going to put together an actual camp as opposed to that weirdo one that like became like the lawsuit or whatever. It could mean I'm going to have fun. We're going to go for a big party this weekend. It could mean anything. It could just mean he seems to be a person that sometimes posts things. I mean, again, this is me reading too much into it to kind of motivate himself. 
And it, so I could kind of see that being it too, but it, um, but yeah, this is absolutely, I mean, to read anything into that other than someone blowing off steam at most on social media is preposterous. What it says to me is I'm not going to spend time talking about last season, uh, but stay tuned because the best is yet to come. There, There's more exactly. in store, you know? That, that, that's, that's as good a thing to read into it as any, because that's as likely, if not more likely than anything else. Uh, all right. Um, how about... You know, the, you know, this is kind of an under the radar. At Reggie underscore B flow Steeler Reg, Kendrick Green went 17 full weeks without dressing, but started all last year. LOL, unreal. That's kind of a. I don't know if it's unprecedented. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. But yeah, he went from being a you know full time starter week one, totally demoted in or year year one year to year two. Yes, at, uh, and it's and Mason Cole did a decent job from everything I've heard. But yeah, these are these are this is what I was saying a minute ago. I mean, these are mistakes in the draft. They're you know they're they're it's the butterfly effect that uh, you know those those waves can be felt uh, uh, many years in the future. At um, at uh, that one's that's a tough one. That Kendrick Green. Pick. That's the only that's the only kind of asterisks i would say if they wanted to go offensive tackle in the first round because i would say well dan moore he's the starter for two years you don't you know you don't demote someone uh who's put who's done that except it's like well there's a little precedent now it's like you kendrick green was a full-time starter and then they said you know what you got demoted so if they if they found someone um possibly i could see them doing the same right and also too isn't that I mean, you want them to draft the idea of best player available. If the best guy on their board is at uh, uh, one of those positions, I mean, again, this is why, you know, this team has multiple needs and also they're going to go find guys in free agency before this. But yeah, that's, you know, you want them to get that best player available and have to push someone else. All right. Last thing at Steelers Network, Steelers Network. 2023 opponents are here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's look at the away games. Uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore, Houston, Indianapolis, Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. Seattle, and Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. we got some West Coast in uh, this coming year. I might, I might maybe see a couple. I games. know. I was thinking that too. I mean, there's th- and then I was, then I think, oh man, I don't want to look at the Steelers West Coast record. But yes, that. Uh, well, well, but the Rams game might be good. Maybe we could pay eighty dollars to uh, tailgate with uh, somebody, other podcaster. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll start our. You kidding me? The tailgate's gonna have to be three miles away where we can actually get a place in the park or something. Right, exactly. We might tailgate in the valley, and I just each of us. Take it over. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. Parking. The watchins talking about tailgate. Anyway, I didn't mean to speak this into existence, but yes. But I'm thinking Vegas. Even I don't know. Vegas might even be easier than. Although it the thing be. is, Vegas has the highest price tickets. Right oh, I now. didn't know that. I yeah. mean, I guess I should have assumed. But... On, on the resale market, they're like four. They average like four hundred dollars. Oh, wow. compared to like you know around two twelve is the average. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to do Vegas though too, but I, I can imagine a lot of Steeler Nation is going to be hitting Vegas. I mean, again, I think this is the same thing we just said earlier in this podcast. It's not. It's not just who you play. It's when you play them. I mean, I was watching some of that Niners at Vegas game, and that was a sea of red. It, uh, so, I mean, it's it's you hit some one of these teams later in the season, they're not so good, and neither of those teams were later in the season. And um, that could be a, a, literally a home game. It'd be even and it be even more fun. Um, well, let's uh, let's start saving our pennies now. <laughs> I, you know, good thing it's only uh, veterinary season and uh, roof leak season. Roof leak season and whatever. All right, let's. Uh, is that is that all we've been talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't, oh, do I even have? Yeah, I guess so. That's the end of music. So. <laughs> All right. You're exactly no, right. No, that's not what I was looking for. That's what we've been talking about. That's there what that's is. what we've been talking about. Um, oh, you know, just a, I quick. I just want to mention, you know, Charles Johnson. They yeah. they determined uh, his cause of death. It was uh, self inflicted. So, uh, you know, it, um, not you know, I don't know what the point is. Just you know, keep his family in your thoughts and. Absolutely. And keep all these players. You know, we know how serious this game and how vicious this game is, and mm-hmm. um, and even after you leave the league. So, mm-hmm. uh, thoughts well and prayers said. to former Steeler Charles Johnson and his family. Mm-hmm. If we want to keep the conversation going, we're gonna we're gonna still be here. It's it's forever. Uh, it's con season. I need someone to carry. You know, there's one set of footprints in the sand now, and <laughs> someone's. I need you to carry me <laughs> through through the off season. Oh man. 
Um, next week, though, is going to be special because okay. we're going to do the second annual Yinzi Awards. Oh, hey. The okay. best and worst of your tweets. Wow. 2022 season. Very competitive. And, yeah, there's been a lot of crazy moments and offbeat and etc. So stay tuned for that uh, next week, uh, if you dare. Um, and until then, uh, just keep on listening to Coach. Where's the? Where is it, Coach? Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. <laughs>